The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. And today we're discussing the big Finnish audio story, The Bechdel Test. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? Very good, thanks. And Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. Folks, be sure to follow The Secrets of Doctor Who in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast app, or now you can watch us in video on the StarQuest YouTube channel, where you should also hit the bell to make sure to get notifications. That's right. The show is now available as a video as well. Uh, I want to tell you about another show on the network you are sure to enjoy called Raising the Bets. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash bets. That's spelled B-E-T-T-S. So and and I wanted to add when yep. Dom says we're now available as a video, we don't mean a static video with just right. like nope. the imagery, of the art episode art. We mean you can see our faces and so forth. That's yeah. right. That's right. Moving smiling and everything. Are, yeah, our smiling faces if you if we like it. Our frowning faces if we don't. So <laughs> so I'll be smiling for this one because uh, I, I enjoyed this one. But uh, oh, yeah, yes. this this is the 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 called the Bechdel test. It's a big finish story. And uh, Jimmy, can you give us a recap of this one? This week in River Song's timeline, she has killed the 11th Doctor at Lake Silencio, and so she's in the Stormcage prison facility. But she's abducted in her sleep and wakes up in another prison, the Bechdel Institute. The director of the facility, who is a solid hologram or solidogram, tells her that she's there as a publicity stunt. They want her to repeatedly try to escape and fail, proving how escape-proof the prison is. Soon, another ship arrives with Missy, who is told that she's there for the same reason. River and Missy team up to escape, and they infiltrate the Solidogram Control Center and make duplicates of themselves to fool the authorities. The robotic cube guards take the Solidograms of River, Missy, and another prisoner named Zerelda back to their cells, leaving Missy, River, and Zerelda to escape through the waste pipes. Only, Missy isn't keen on that idea, saying she had quite enough of crawling through waste pipes back on Tercerus, a reference to the Rowan Atkinson spoof Doctor Who and the Curse of Fatal Death. As they're escaping through the waste pipes, Zerelda says that they should call the doctor for help so that he can rescue them from the prison. But Zerelda shouldn't know about the doctor, and River and Missy realize that the real reason they're in prison is not to test the prison's escape-proofness, but to trick them into saying that the Doctor is still alive. Missy then kills Zerelda, and when the director and the cube guards show up, he acknowledges that this is indeed why they are at the Bechdel Institute. He has shadowy, unnamed associates who aren't sure that the Doctor was really killed at Lake Silencio and think he may be a threat to their future plans. So the Institute kidnapped the two women who are most likely to know whether he's really still alive, the woman who killed him and his best enemy. He also says that the only way they'll be allowed to leave the Institute is if they send a message to summon the doctor. 
and he orders the cubes to take them back to their cells. But it turns out this River and Missy are also solidograms. Missy had no intention of crawling through the waste pipes after all, so she and the real River have been in the solidogram control room the whole time. The director goes there and shuts down all the solidograms other than himself, revealing that this River and Missy are real. He orders them to be taken back to their cells, but the cubes instead lead them to an airlock. Missy reveals that she reprogrammed the computer's understanding of the topological nature of the universe, so the computer now believes that the inside of the facility is the outside and vice versa. The cubes thus took them to an airlock, and they will soon be expelled into space, which the cubes believe is the inside of the prison. The cubes also believe that items like River's Vortex Manipulator and Missy's Sonic Umbrella need to be stored inside the prison, too, so they dump these in the airlock also. River and Missy then use the Vortex Manipulator to escape to a planet that has a spaceport, where Missy can get a ride back to her TARDIS, and Missy uses the Vortex Manipulator to return River to Stormcage, where the guards celebrate her return by throwing a party. The <laughs> end. <laughs> so this, as you mentioned, this is a uh, a big a story without the Doctor. This is a, uh, not just Doctor Light, this is Doctor uh, Zero, Doctor Absent uh, yeah. story. Um, Which is true of a lot of Big Finish. I mean, the, yeah. the main range is associated with the Doctor, but then we have the River Song range and the Missy range. This is actually, uh, a, this is from the fifth volume of the Diary mm -hmm. of River Song. It's the first play in that set. And it's also the first appearance of Michelle Gomez as Missy. So she hadn't done a big finish as Missy before this. We also should explain the title, The Bechdel yeah. Test. It's spelled a little differently, but there is something in the real world known as the Bechdel Test. And it's named after cartoonist Alison Bechdel. And what the test is, it's sort of a test of how women are treated in uh in in literature in books and movies and tv shows where bechdel noticed that okay a lot of times you'll have women characters but when they're alone all they talk about is a man mm -hmm. and so the bechdel test is does this work of literature contain a scene where two women talk about something other than a man if it does it passes the bechdel test and so here, uh, in this episode, the test is trying to get two women, River and Missy, mm -hmm. to talk about a man, the doctor, and admit that he's alive. And <laughs> they, but they refuse to do so. And yep. so they yep. kind of sort of pass the Bechdel test. And it's and, and the other the in this inside the story, Bechdel is the Bechdel Institute, as you mentioned. Yes. So that's where they get the. There's also kind of a meta level to this, which is that and, oh, and and at one point the director says once they've once they have figured out why yeah. they're really there, he says, "Ah, oh, you've passed my little test." <laughs> right. Yep. But there's a meta level, which is this. This story came out in January 2019, so that at the time that this story came out, the doctor was in fact not a man was a, was Jodie Whittaker. So in yep. fact, even when they talk about the doctor, they're not talking. I mean, in the story, they're talking about the eleventh doctor. But you know, there's right. a there's a level at which they're talking about a woman, and so it, it passes that too. So I just thought that was kind of a a funny meta <laughs> level of the of that the the that story. Um, so. Uh, so it starts with River 
reviewing her diary, which I gather I haven't heard the other uh, Diary River song stories, but I gather that's sort of the frame narrative for this. For this, yeah, yeah. She she doesn't normally review her diary, but here okay. she's thinking because of when this was produced. It was way after Blake Silencio. And so as a as a conceit, they have her reviewing her diary from back when it was just newly after she had killed the oh, doctor. Okay. OK, right. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so she's talking about uh, beginning of her time in Storm Cage at a time when the doctor was dead and treating his assassin to dinner. What was that a reference to? I, I, I forgot what that was. He's like, he's the doctor's dead. And he was and he's treating his assassin. To, he was or was oh. treating his assassin to dinner. Matt Smith was showing up at night and taking her out of Storm Cage to go on dates. Oh, right. okay, okay, that's what that was. Yeah, now I remember. She that. was she was his assassin. Right, right. Okay, yes. Um, also love that name, Storm Cage. It's a prison set on a planet where it is constantly like a hurricane. Yes, and yeah. Storm Cage is just a great name for a prison. <laughs> it is a good name. That was inspired, <laughs> uh, but well, presumably Moffat came up with that one. So. She wakes up at the Bechdel Institute. There's one of these cube guards there, which I'd love to. I, I like audio plays because you can do anything you want in them. You know, you, and you don't. You're not limited by CGI budgets. But I would love to see what the cubes would have looked like in a. You know, if they'd done it for TV. You know, if they'd done CGI because they were kind of interesting idea. Um, well, there were cubes, but then they had like remote or hidden hands that would pop out and you know tase them basically and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I assume they would look kind of like some of those spaceships on Star Trek, the original series, non, non re-edited version, where some yep. of the ships would just look like a twirling cube hanging in space. Right, right. But I, but I like the way they talk. It, um, they have a little bit of electronic filter to their voice, so they sound kind of robotic. But otherwise, it's like, no, no, I am a cube. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> may I get you a drink? Oh yes, I'd love a I'd love a Tom Collins. No, no, only water. <laughs> only H only H two O. Yeah, it's it's sort of it's almost droid like. It's less robotic and more mm -hmm. like a Star Wars droid talks, yeah. a little more human. So yeah, I like See, that. I, I was I was actually thinking of, of B from Andor. From the new Andor series, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like see it's it's a red cube that it kind of opens up and closes and <laughs> Yeah, well, that, there's a whole thing where that one that reminds me of the uh, one of the robots from uh, Disney's The Black Hole, but that's a whole other discussion. So, but, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so River has no idea where she is, what's going on, doesn't remember getting there, and so there's a whole um, part of this where she's getting her bearings and trying to. Figure, I would imagine that would be hard. That's a hard thing to write is to make it compelling, brief, but also mm -hmm. believable. This I don't know where I am. And I need to figure that out through dialogue. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they've got a bunch of exposition they've got to give us without the benefit of us being able to see it. And right. so um, so this is a challenge in every Big Finish play. Here they do it uh, initially with a little bit of light comedy with River interacting with the cube because she initially thinks she's in like a health spa world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind, of like on, kind of like the Diamond Planet on Midnight. Yeah. Um, and so she, she starts treating the cube as if it's like a personal assistant that you might have at, a, at a spa, but it keeps correcting her. And at one point she, um, where is the quotation? She, in my notes, she, um, she, she realizes that the, um, the cube has armaments, 
which the cube says are for rivers protection. Mm. But mm-hmm. it then uses them to try to get her to go with her with the cube to meet the director. And Rivers says, your concealed arms aren't defensive, therefore coercion, which means that the, if this is a health spa, it's a very strict one. <laughs> <laughs> there were some fun little lines like that in there. There was um, a reference to, like, uh, she's there, the director says, as publicity to enhance our reputation in the incarceration solutions marketplace, which yeah. is such yeah. corporate speak, <laughs> incarceration <Yeah>. solutions. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Uh, that, And he refers to all of her escape attempts as, Spontaneous acts of personal liberation, which, yeah. which, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. I think spontaneous acts of personal liberation are, are nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he. We also get to meet after meeting the director, who is who is very charming. You know, I mean, he's not a mean guy at all, mm-hmm. um, and he encourages her to escape. You know, by all means, you know, please do. Right. The, the, he he reveals to her that they've got around a hundred criminals in the prison, and these are like the worst of the worst. These are, you know, and River is serving like, I forget what they said, like 12,000 con- consecutive life sentences. Yeah. So she's considered a very major criminal, too. They also have about a thousand, a thousand cubes. So they've got like 10 guards to every one prisoner. And we get to meet some of the other prisoners. Zerelda, who plays a role, a notable role in the story is the leader of a resistance movement from another world. There's a guy named Huell, who is a man who is some kind of war criminal that seems to be from a Viking planet or something. And then there's there's the one that I think is the most creative. She plays the least role in the story. Well, Huell isn't very big either. But her name is Daryl Cho, and she is known as The Sculptor. <laughs> And and she is in she is in the Bechdel Institute because of her choice of medium. Mm. She yeah. sculpts bodies, so she'll kill you and then make a work of art out of you. And yeah. um and and she immediately sees potential in River and Missy when she meets them, as she could really do something with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and and she in her view. She she hasn't done anything wrong. It's just people people don't understand her art. They're not. She's ahead of her time, yeah. and 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 people should be honored that mm. she she makes a work of art out of them. And yeah. Missy actually, when Missy shows up, Missy knows who who Daryl Cho is. Is oh, I'm such a fan of your work, <laughs> and 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 yeah. and then she ends up killing Missy. And I think it's River says, "I thought you said you liked her." She says, "Yes." And now I've given her the value of scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kill the artist. Well, their their work is no scarce. Well, well, River even makes a comment about it. You know, in 200 years, people will be greatly appreciating your art. Well, that doesn't help me now, does it? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> well, and. She she says, um, in fact, I think she says at one point that she carves them up, kills them, and puts them on display. In other words, it's even uh, like more chilling. Yeah. She mm-hmm. she does yeah. the, the, the carving first, and she says, "Oh, I'm not murdering people for art. I'm engaging in creative homicide." Yeah, <laughs> which is another funny <laughs> euphemism. I mean, it's a it's a it's very black comedy, but it's yeah, it's funny. Uh, the uh, the other two are, like you mentioned, Zerelda Ninehart, leader of the resistance in O'Malley's world, which I think is interesting. She swore she would lay down her life to free the ancient Martians from the Kasakman imperialists. And uh, Grandian Huel Araskis of Baltazar, 
who was a war criminal who led his knights into glorious battle at Lork's Barrier. And it was Missy or River who kept teasing him about surrendering. Like, yeah. Oh, so you surrendered because because you've obviously been captured. And he's like, oh, never surrender. So it was, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, the um, when the ship that arrives and Missy doesn't show up for about 15 minutes into yep. this play. Mm-hmm. It's and that allows us to get the exposition out of the way so that we understand the setting and the characters before we have the complication of now Missy brings chaos to the situation. Um, but when the ship arrives that is carrying her, River learns that the prisoner that's being being brought in has a double death warrant in both the Dalek and the Cyber Empires and mm-hmm. destroyed an entire Sontaran battle fleet. And she's thinking, oh, it's the doctor. And mm-hmm. she asks, is it a Time Lord? And she's told, yes, it, the prisoner just happens to be a Time Lord. And then she meets Missy and is completely taken, you know, on a back foot by that. But she decides to have fun with Missy. And she and Missy starts explaining, oh, yes, I met the doctor the first day at school. He had kind of a crush on me, blah, blah, blah. And she said, River says, oh, I know who you are. You're the Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, causes Missy to become upset. And 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 River says, well, I mean, you're if you're not the Ronnie, I mean, you you couldn't be Romana. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 uh, and Missy, of course, is more discombobulated and she says well okay if you're not the ronnie or romana then what should i call you i mean i you can't very well call yourself the monk (laughs) (laughs) and uh although in other big finishes they they pair uh missy with the monk the missy and the monk have a whole series of adventures together oh that'd be fun including a new regeneration of the monk as a woman who is who Missy insists on referring to as the nun, even though she says, I'm not a nun. I just, I just wore monk's robes temporarily. Why does everyone call me this? So a, a couple of things I want to, uh, to get us up to this point that, that occurred. So they, you mentioned that the, it looks like a missing, um, or river mistakes for a health spot. That's because it's sumptuous. It looks like a resort. Yeah. And the director mm-hmm. says, we, we created a gilded cage. So our songbirds would sing because again, he the claim mm-hmm. is he wants them to, uh, you know, to to make their reputation. Um, we find out River has studied a Venusian Aikido, like the third yep. doctor was uh, uh, adept at. Um, and she wait, you know, she doesn't waste any time in making multiple escape attempts. We, we right off the bat. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that the doc, the director, and then we find out basically everybody is a solidogram, which is a kind of ho- solid hologram, which the director explains means he can't be threatened. Because mm-hmm. if you threaten his life, he'll just they'll just create a you know generate a new solid hologram and, and so with all out. of his memories, yeah, yeah. yeah. He all- himself is actually an artificial intelligence. He's not even really a human that's being solidified, right. that's being made into these solidograms. He is at just an intelligence that's receiving this solidogram body. It's basically like like holograms on the holodeck in Star Trek. Only the entire prison is the holodeck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it turns out that all of the everyone other than River and um, and Missy are are solidograms. And so and Missy actually knows this somehow at some point she realizes Mm -hmm. this. 
before River does. And so when she's killing people, she knows she's not really killing them. Right. Which must be annoying to her because, <laughs> because she's yeah, almost yeah. a maniac. So, it, it, oh. it didn't really hurt for her, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, after after River does her, um, well, you, you assumes she's the Rani and then Romana and then the monk. Missy says, right, that's it. I'm going to pull your head off right here. so we also we also are told by missy that she's regenerated 85 times 85 times yeah Mm -hmm. which is well beyond the the established you know early establishing limit of 13 but you know yeah actually specifically she says she's died and come back 85 times but a lot of those would be regenerations but the master has a history going back to the fourth doctor's time of circumventing the regeneration mm-hmm. rules. Right. Um, there's a story we haven't seen yet where the, um, the decayed master who follows, um, uh, who, who precede Roger, who follows Roger, Roger Delgado and precedes Anthony Ainley. Yeah. There's a decayed master who appears a couple of times played by different actors. And he steals the body of a, um, of Nissa's father. Mm, who yep. is a who is a character named Tremus, which is an anagram of Master, but he steals Tremus's body and and gets a new incarnation that way and becomes Anthony Ainley. And in fact, that that uh, comes up. There's, uh, Missy refers to the decayed Master because River says, "Oh, we burned the Doctor's body, so he he's he's dead." And Missy mockingly says, "Oh yes, there's no way anyone could come back from that," which I oh, think is that. That's not, actually, that's not the decayed Master. That's um, that's uh, the Saxon Master, right? Um, oh, because yeah. because after he refused to regenerate, uh, the Doctor burned his body, but he had a ring. That he mm-hmm. used to come That's back right. for the end of time, and so th- so Missy is like, oh yeah, no one could ever come back from being burned, at, you know, on a pyre. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and Missy says she's the last of the Time Lords, which would be true mm-hmm. at this point because the Doctor is dead, uh, as far as I know. Um, be- Although Missy later says she knew that wasn't true because, like the Doctor, if there was another Time Lord, she would feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and she says, I'm a fan of, of your to River. I'm a fan of your work, but I also mad at you because you beat me to killing the doctor. And that sort of thing. So, that, yeah, that. Um, they they pretty early on suss out that they're not there for the publicity, that there's another ulterior motive mm-hmm. for for why they're there. Um, I, I love one of Missy's proposals, which is maybe I'm secretly in charge of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my yeah. maybe my future self kidnapped me, wiped my memory, and put me in prison. Sounds like the wacky doodle sort of thing I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I wrote that maybe they're all just solidograms. That's what I was, I was thinking. Maybe that was going to turn out to be yeah. that nobody is real. Uh, that well, it's they, some kind they, of simulation. I think they did get a hint there because I, I felt the same thing that like actually it was going to end up River was still back in Stormcage, but this was her solidogram version. And but no, it ended up not being that. But they kind of yeah. hinted at that at one point. Yeah. Uh, Missy gets a hold of a. They grow their. It's a closed system. Nothing in or out. The the, the institute. So they grow all their own food. And Missy gets a hold of a soil sensor. And of course, being Missy, she turns it into a weapon. Because of course, mm-hmm. yep. um, as and, she explains, there's nothing I can't turn into a weapon. <laughs> right. Uh, Even if it's a pointed stick. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is where she kills Daryl Cho and a bunch of other prisoners. 
is, and we'll learn, you know, mm-hmm. later, of course, that they're solidograms. And then gives the weapon to River before the cubes take her off to solitary confinement, so she'll stop killing the other prisoners. I, I like the uh, the the cube says to her, Missy, you are to be placed in solitary confinement, and Missy says, "Finally, some me time at last." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, th- that's when River and Nelzerelda break Missy out of her cell where she says she's already 20 steps, 27 steps ahead in her plan. Like, Oh, I'm already knew you're doing this. <laughs> and the way she says it, she says it a couple of times in this, mm-hmm. but the way she says it is very interesting. She's like, I'm always 27 steps ahead of you in the game. Yes. Yep. Yes. It's and very she's just stopping and counting the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this pause before seven as she, it, 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 I got to think about just how many steps ahead am I? Yeah. 27. Yeah. <laughs> She's not just throwing that number out there. She literally is 27 <laughs> steps. Uh, and that's where they go to the solidogram generation room to make the duplicates of themselves to trick the prison into thinking that there are where they should be. So these new solidograms yep. of the three of them are escorted by the cubes back to their cells. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and then unbeknownst to Zerelda, they make two more solidograms of River and Missy that go with Zerelda to this yeah this yep. escape attempt also as they're on their way to the control room missy is is mocking zerelda and and it's getting on zerelda's nerves and zerelda says river give me your gun i feel this room is overpopulated <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know I, I was thinking around here, here missy doesn't kill river and zerelda she has plenty of opportunities so mm-hmm. why doesn't she why does she go along with all this at least with Missy, you know, the at least with River, I mean. Well, she explains that at the end of the episode. Um, once she and, and River have escaped, I mean, she threatens to kill Missy and tells her she will kill her. Yeah. But she she's going along with this at first to figure out what's going on and then escape. Um, because River's, a, 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 you know, is a resource. You know, yeah. she's got a vortex manipulator, although... She doesn't have it at the moment, but there is one nearby, and she and River actually is competent in situations like this, so it's worth her while using her as a resource for now. But then at the end, once they're alone, River says, why don't you kill me? And, you know, now we're alone, we escaped. And she says, oh, no, um, my dear, you are a complex space-time event. You've been meeting the doctor in all the wrong in 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 the wrong order and that means means your timeline and his timeline are closely interwoven and if i kill you it's like tugging on a thread in a tapestry it can unravel the whole thing and so it would unravel the doctor's timeline and that's not worth doing unless he's here to watch (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) because at one point she did the master try to unravel the doctor's timeline in front of him i think was that the uh, Saxon master? Maybe I don't know, uh, but there there was an attempt to do that at one point. Or is that the? Uh, oh, that that was at the uh, Trenzalore. That's when they yeah, tried to it was undo the great his intelligence time. tried to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Uh, so Zerelda or the Zerelda solidogram at this point, uh, which is working for whoever is in charge uh, secretly, asks, "Why don't you just call the doctor from when he wasn't dead? You know, because he's a because he's a space time traveler. You could call him from any mm-hmm. time in his timeline. Call any of the incarnations of the doctor." Um, but Missy says it's not allowed. Plus, imagine the confusion of seeing him out of order. Uh, so, okay, it's, it's an interesting 
I mean, it's a sort of internal uh, uh, restriction they've placed, a internal constraint that they place on the story. But it's true. They could call them from any time period. Of course, we just recently talked about another River Song episode where she does just that. She ends up with the fifth doctor for a mm-hmm. while, basically yeah. smitten with her. Yes, yes. Um, but but it is it's kind of the tricky element of a time traveling nearly immortal being is if you're trying to build up the drama, it's hard because you've got to find a way for him not to just show up like he's dead, but he's not dead. Like, you know, mm. obviously, as a time traveler, he exists throughout all of time and space and, and, you know, in his various travels. So he's sort of dead, but he's not really dead, dead. I, that's just wh- mostly dead. Yeah, he's only mostly dead. <laughs> what have you got to live for? So it's kind of a tricky, dramatic situation for for the writers in general. I just thought, I think it's kind of an interesting problem that they've kind of got themselves in. It's also a particular problem with River because they they want her to meet all of the different incarnations of the Doctor, but none of them before David Tennant had memories of her. And so they've used different solutions. Um, in one of River's first big finish appearances, she was paired with the eighth doctor, but they like never saw each other. They, they were only mm. talking over a radio. Um, mm. And okay, that kind of works, but it's, that's a really restrictive story limitation and you can't keep doing that. So they ended up having, using River's hypnotic lipstick so that all mm. she has to do is give give the doctor a parting kiss at the end of every adventure and he won't remember her and it won't mess up the timeline. Right. Right. Uh, so we find out around this point that Zerelda is in on the, 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 the plan, the, the, whatever the overarching plan is, um, that she's a solidogram. Um, the director admits it. And the only way they can get out is to prove to him that the doctor's alive. And that's what this is all about. Someone wants to know, that that the doctor's alive and if anyone is going to know it's going to be river and missy so someone's been paying mm-hmm. attention obviously um and uh let's see uh so i have a note that zarelda and dariel cho are alive because everyone there is a solidogram including river. oh but after after that's, not- that's from the scene after the director has this oh. discussion with him he puts them back into the general prison population and they see dariel and zarelda back alive again okay right mm-hmm. because there's that's that's when river realizes everyone here is a solidogram right and then missy we had find- previously realized that right right and then missy injures river's solidogram she she and this is when we find out that the river present there is a solidogram and then back with the director missy shoots herself and fight we found out that she's a solidogram so all of the people <laughs> so far mm-hmm. right now are solidograms and i'm thinking is anybody real this is about what i was thinking is anybody real uh and that's when we find out what well, they turned they created two sets of rivers and missy solidograms and all the originals a, never left the generation suite yeah the, there's a there's an intermediate step where the director realizes okay the two that i've been interacting with were solidograms so who did we send back to the cells? And right. he goes to investigate and finds out that they're solidograms too. And then he realizes that there's that that River and Missy more than just duplicated themselves; they double duplicated themselves. Right. Yeah. And right. they're they're hiding in the 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 generator suite because it it the radiation there blocks all the sensors and everything. You know the usual. This is a dead area for sensors, and the cubes can't go in there because of it. So right, it's a safe place to hide. 
And all that time in there allowed Missy to hack the cubes. And like you mentioned, Jimmy, change their perception of the topology of the universe. I love this. So mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> not just to change their understanding of the, of the Institute, but of the entire universe. So that uh, the everything inside the, uh, the Institute, they think is outside the Institute and vice versa. So we, we should say for people who may not be familiar with the word topology is the study of shapes. Right. So, so she's changed the computer's perception of the shape of the universe. Right. And, and so they're escorted to an airlock. So they're, they're in deep space. So they're escorted to an airlock where they're about to be blown out into deep space. And so Missy says to River, now's the time you should call for the doctor. Because Missy thinks River knows that the doctor's alive. Like she, she thinks that River knows and so she's trying to get river to admit and this is where things get fuzzy again like wait is missy behind all this again like is this is she really Mm -hmm. behind all this um and river says hey this could be part of the whole trick like now does Mm -hmm. there could be be a bug in that airlock (laughs) right yep now you have to remind me does river at this point in the whole timeline know that the doctor is alive or not Yes, um, because this is post, I mean, she's in Storm Cage, so Lake Silencio has happened. And, um, and well, she wasn't put in, so they went to Lake Silencio twice. Yes. In The Impossible mm-hmm. Astronaut, they go there and they witness the spacesuit shoot the 11th Doctor. Right. But nobody gets put in prison at that point. Because they witnessed this event and they burned the doctor's body, but nobody got put in prison. It wasn't until later, after River is in the spacesuit, I mean, she was always in the spacesuit, but now from her perspective, she's in the spacesuit. She shoots the doctor. She knows it's her that shoots the doctor. And then she goes to Storm Cage. But... Mm -hmm. That led to a time paradox where she and the doctor got married and he used the Tesselector to save himself from being shot. So she's not really shooting the doctor. She's really shooting the Tesselector and he's inside the Tesselector, um, which is a giant robot justice ship. Just go with it. And, (laughs) um, And so this is in her timeline. She's she has been to Lake Silencio twice, first as a witness and then as a perpetrator. Right. And and so she knows the doctor is still alive because she knows about the test selector. Okay. Missy strongly suspects that mm-hmm. the doctor is well, Missy knows the doctor is still alive because she's met the 11th doctor. Right. And um and she she teases River at various points, you know, about well, you killed him if you really did kill him that is. And then mm-hmm. in the um, in the airlock, she's pointing out that you know, come on, I could think of half a dozen ways to survive that. Yeah, and the doctor is almost as smart as I am. So, <laughs> so, so I'm. What really happened? Right. But and and then River realizes that Missy must be from the future, and Missy gets to to deliver the line. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, yep. yes, yes. This is a Missy who, who, I mean, a River who, no, I mean, a Missy who knows. I keep getting those names mixed up, mm-hmm. but a Missy who knows what's really going on. So when they're in the airlock, they, the airlock, they get the vortex manipulator back and Missy's sonic umbrella. River has to decide what to do with Missy, uh, you know, quickly and decides she can be rehabilitated. So agrees to take her with her, which is an interesting 
prefigurement of what we end up seeing with the 12th doctor and Missy is, mm-hmm. he, you know, is a rehabilitation. So Although, Missy is not there yet. She is not up no. on this idea. No, it's, nope. it's the uh, Luke in his, in, in Darth Vader early on, as opposed to after the emperor <laughs> goes down the shaft. Um, so, uh, Missy, you know, we have that whole conversation about the space time collapsing. Um, Missy calls River the rebound girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. I think is nice because the doctor keeps coming back to her and sends her back to Storm Cage. Uh, and that's at the end of the day. We have the you know the guards there celebrate have their annual cel- or their usual celebration when Missy when River yep. returns. Um, but we never find out who was behind all of it. We don't know, mm-hmm. right? Nope. And if you've listened to further ones, do does this ever come up again? Do we ever find out? No, these are, this is, I mean, but there are loads of villains in the Doctor Who universe and yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's a reasonable scenario, but that's part of what the director's job was to, was to serve as a, as a buffer yeah. Bet- yeah. between his, uh, his masters, whoever they were and, um, and, and River and Missy, he's a cutout so that he, they don't have to get their hands dirty by dealing with them. In a way, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, Mummy on the Orient Express, which we talked about recently, which is we have mm-hmm. this AI that's manipulating the, the the events in order to get the character, in that case, the Doctor, in this case, Missy and River, to reveal you know, information on behalf of some other figure that we never find out, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting that we've, we've got that yep. uh, sort of locker room mystery like that. So... And that's where things wrap up. Uh, any other notes? Any final notes on this, uh, Father Corey? Uh, at one point, when they're walking down the tunnel, I believe it was Missy starts singing, No way of knowing which way we are going. <laughs> and, of course, that comes from Willy Wonka, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's yes. right. That's right. That's good. At least Jimmy? she didn't cut off a chicken's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, what about you? Any other notes? Nope. So uh, that should do it for us this time, then. We'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Doctor Who, including Suzanne S., Dennis S., Fonseca B., Mary C., and Jeffrey M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at StarQuest, and you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. This StarQuest show is also brought to you in part by Jacqueline Brown, the best-selling author of The Light Series. Check out her new release, Altered, on Amazon or any fine bookstore. Learn more about her and her work at sqpn.com brown. And we'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edited this episode. So that's it from us. We would love to hear what you thought of The Bechdel Test. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com or The Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, or send an email to Who at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing another Big Finish audio story, this time the eighth Doctor story, Embrace the Darkness. Until then, Jimmy Yakin, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Doctor Who. Thanks, Dom. Father Corey Stika, thank you as well. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And remember, if you want answers, talk to the organ grinder, not to the monkey. <laughs>